Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday, and we find ourselves here on September 13th, and we're going to begin with our Monday prayer book, Lifting Up Our Hearts, Prayers from John Calvin. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that as you remind us in your word of our many vices and sins, we may learn to direct our eyes and thoughts to you, and never think that we have to do with a mortal being, but that we may anticipate your judgment. And may we learn so to examine all our thoughts and try our feelings that no hypocrisy may deceive us and that we may not sleep in our sins. But that being really and truly awakened, we may humble ourselves before you and so seek your pardon that when we kneel down in true repentance, you may absolve us in your mercy through the virtue of that sacrifice by which your only begotten Son has once for all reconciled us to you. Amen. Okay, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Today we are going to read from verse 1 down through verse 24. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptations to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him, and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who is called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who is free when called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. 
So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, Lair, let him remain with God. Well, this is another packed section. There's a lot to see here, and there's some interesting stuff to look at. There's a lot to be looked at there with marriage and, and the conditions of marriage and all of that, but there's more detail that we can get into in devotional thoughts, right? It's so dense, it's so thick, there's no way I could explain it properly in this format. So uh, maybe we'll get to 1 Corinthians sometime uh, in the future for Sunday mornings and we can get into some of those details, but right now we're looking for big pictures, we're looking for things that we can have devotional thoughts on, uh, so these videos don't end up being 30 minutes each, because um, I don't know how many people watch them to begin with, but if they were 30 minutes each... Uh, there wouldn't be that many people watching them, right? The idea is we're, is we're quick and, and to the point here. And so all this stuff about marriage is sort of driving to the point of the, this next part that we see here, this section where you can see the uninspired heading uh, there, live as you're called. Um, it's driving to that point that uh, the circumstances that God has placed you in, in your family, uh, in your vocation, live as you're called. He's placed you there for a reason. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him. The idea is that God has led you to a place in, in your family, in your marriage, in your vocation, all these things. God has led you there, and God has called you to that. And so Paul says this is the rule for all the churches. You need to take a look at where you are and understand that God has given you this blessing. And it isn't just these things. Notice what it says in verse 19. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Paul is saying, hey, if you're circumcised, you're circumcised. If you're uncircumcised, you're uncircumcised. Don't change your circumstances. God has brought you to himself. He's brought you to this place. And so none of that, the, the stuff that you that you think is valuable, um, the stuff that is uh, the stuff of the world or the stuff that you think that you need to have, or the things that you need to do, isn't what counts for anything. Instead, keeping the commandments of God, desire to do what God has called you to do in the place that he has planted you. That is the idea that is being driven home here. And, and you see here, Paul Paul talks about, you know, if you were a bondservant, stay there. Now, if you have the opportunity to become free, uh, do that. Avail yourself to that opportunity. But if you are a bondservant with someone, hey, Stay there. That's where God has planted you to serve him. And so uh, Paul is saying that, that God has placed you someplace. And what really matters is the spiritual things. It's following his commands and, and doing the work that he's called you to do for his glory. This is a really big deal. This idea that all that we do, no matter where we are, we're working to God's glory. And, and this was an important part of the Reformation. You know, uh, Martin Luther always said, you know, that uh, something to the effect of, I don't have the quote exactly, but he, he said that, you know, the, the milkmaids were doing a holy work because they were serving God's people. They were, they were doing just as much a holy work as the priests. And that's the idea that we kind of see coming through here. Wherever God has planted you, he has done so for a purpose. He's done it to do his will through you. And notice what verse 23 says here as it closes out. It says, you were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. You know, Don't worry about what men want you to do. Do what God has planted you to do. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. So whether that is the family that you're in, the marriage that you're in, the job that you're in, 
the circum, uh, whether you have, you're circumcised or uncircumcised, remain where God has planted you because he has something for you to do there. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't look for a different job if, if the opportunity, you know, as it says, the opportunity avails. I'll use the language that the ESV translate Paul's words here to. Uh, doesn't mean we don't do that, but we look for those opportunities to serve God in the vocations that we have, in the families that we have. And that's an important thing. We often think that, oh, if I really wanted to serve God, I'd become a pastor or I would do um, missionary work. And, and those things are good. But ultimately, the mission that God gives you is where he has planted you. That's the big point of this passage. And so may we be looking for those opportunities that we have. They're, they're going to come up every day because the work that we do helps uh, helps the world. It helps the world uh, function. It helps God's will to be done in the world. So may we realize that whatever it is that we do, whether that is being a father, a grandparent, uh, whether we're a laborer or a truck driver, uh, whatever it is that we are, or a pastor, uh, whatever it is that we are, look for the opportunities that God has given us to serve him. And may we live in the joy that we're able to help him accomplish his will in the earth. May we step out into the world today rejoicing in that truth. May we decide that what in every condition God calls us to, there may we remain with God. What a blessed opportunity that we have to serve in whatever it is that we do each and every day. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Father, you have blessed us with the calling to serve you where you have planted us. Help us through your word and spirit to faithfully seek out your will that we might bless those around us. Grant us wisdom as we sojourn in your world and our labors bring glory to your holy name. This Monday, we pray that you would equip us with the full armor of God, that we might be protected from the wiles of the evil one. Bless us today with a desire to know better the sword of the spirit, your holy word. May we seek to grow in your word and may we have a great trust that it will be at work in us to help us to grow in holiness. And as we step out into another day and begin another week, we ask that you would bless us with opportunities to share your steadfast love and faithfulness to those that we come into contact with. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I hope you have a very good Monday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.